Traveller man, and I'm the country man. So we're back, episode two, a traveller and a country man podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think of the first one, Martin? I think it was okay, but it's not up to me what to think. I'm hoping that everybody else likes it, not just me. Well, uh, how do you feel about it? Like, yeah, um, you hadn't done a pod- I listened, podcast before. I listened over to it. I've never done a podcast before, no. But I've listened. I listened over to it, and I thought there was some part of it interesting. But as I said. Hopefully everybody else will find it interesting. It's not just me to, to, to say that it's interesting. And how, uh, I was thinking about this actually, how did you, how was I hearing your own voice back? Uh, my own voice, I don't like hearing my own voice. <laughs> most people don't like the first time to do it. I've, I'm yeah. kind of used to it now. Yeah. Uh, but most people get a bit freaked out when they hear their voice back played back to get a little bit Is embarrassed. Right? No, I don't pass away heat of it, honestly. It's not a problem for me. It's about time I, I heard my own voice back because I never get a chance to talk. <laughs> you talked the head off a hammer. You were a good talker last week. Um, yeah, but sure, look, it all depends what comes to you, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you can be in great form for talking and sometimes you can be just making a mumble of things. Now, I know in our last podcast I did uh, I did repeat myself a couple of times and when you re- when you have to repeat yourself for certain things, yeah, it sort of, uh, it sort of makes no sense then, you know what I mean? Well, some parts, some things make no sense. If you've got to repeat, repeat, You're just, repeat I think repeat. you were just filling gaps. You might have been a little bit nervous. Yeah, but with you, I have to explain myself over and over and over before you get to understand what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, but that's, that's, the, that's the method that Coca-Cola use. They just yeah. keep on bombarding you with the message. Is that you know right, what I mean? yeah. And then eventually it'll go in. So I think you were good last week, um, considering it was your first ever podcast or your first ever time sitting down recording. Yeah. You were great at answering questions. But... Asking questions, I didn't really get uh, many asked, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, at the end of the day, you, you did start off with saying that you had an interest in um, in travellers' culture, yeah? So basically, what I'm, I obviously, uh, I answered what I could to the best of my ability and only what I sort of, let's say, I would, I would, I would I know a bit more about travellers' culture, obviously, I'm a traveller at the end of the day. So there's probably, it, it's probably all down to what questions you ask. You know what I mean? So obviously there's different answers for for different questions, like, you know what I mean? And you know how it is, it leads from one thing into another, like, you know what I mean? So I'm going to leave the floor open for you to ask a question. So, yeah, well, what I'm thinking is, um, you're saying that I was, I, you were the one who was asking all the questions. Yeah. That's fine, I have no problem with that, and I don't have a, bother with, I don't have a problem with answering them either, if I can. But uh, I was just wondering myself, why are you so interested in travellers, Dean? That's what I was just trying to think. Oh, that's like reverse psychology uh, well, I use. Come on now. It's, uh, it's <laughs> Give it a shot. Uh, why am I so interested in travellers? Yeah. One is, uh, I live in Ireland, and there is a group of people called travellers. Yes. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, where I grew up in Ballymone, on the site where you are, I used to play there Yes. as a kid. And when I was about seven or eight or nine, I can't remember the actual time, there was a feeling that, uh, that went around the community, don't be overplaying with the traveller children. It was that, it was that in, the, in, the, in the settled community? In the settled community. Uh, what do you mean there was a feeling? Are you saying you were told this? Told this by, by adults. But were you told it by your parents? No. I think I think I might have been told it by me. I think I might have been told it by my parents, but, but I you can't don't remember. remember. But I, I do know there was a sense around that time where all of a sudden... The, the bogeyman was the traveller. And I 
I didn't see it up until that point. But then you know the way when you're a kid and you're told something by an adult, you almost half believe it. Is it was something like, um, is it something that was going around in the area or the people that you mix with or... Later on, as an adult, in retrospect, I think I know where it came from. How 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 long are we talking? Like you're nearly fifty now, yes. I'm nearly fifty now. So how this is, long this, are we talking back? This is about nineteen eighty. No, how how old would you be? Seven, eight years old. I'd be like seven or eight years old. Okay, and you were actually allowed to go onto a travel site. Yeah, well, it wasn't a thing. It was just an a, an extra part of the community. Or was it that you just wandered away from your home and you, you end up in a travel? Well, we used site. to just play everywhere. We'd go out. I think you might remember this. We'd go out as kids and you just ramble and roam everywhere. What age were you on that side from? Uh, I started off into that site. It would have been the older site. I was the that's the third site there in the one in the one spot basically. So in the first time, uh, the first time was back I think in nineteen seventy nine when the Pope came to Ireland. Uh, we came to Dublin. So it was around that time that I was told. So we're talking like forty. I'm fifty now at the moment. We're talking forty two years ago. In a, a, say, 79, yeah, it was 42 years ago, yeah. So it was around that time I was told, don't don't play around there. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know, maybe back then there was probably different with, with, with travellers in a sense. As a young lad that age, did you have any fear in you coming onto the site where there was travellers like? No, because... Because as you know, travellers had, travellers had big families, you don't know that. And so there would and have I been... And I came from a big family. Yeah, well, back then there would have been a lot a lot of young lads probably at that time on the site, I'm guessing, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. on the site. If every if every every family had a big family, it meant there would have been a lot of young lads on the site. So you coming onto a site full of travellers, yeah, and you're only eight, nine years old, yeah, you're 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 looking at a different, complete different experience here now, right? From the settled where you, where you just wandered off from. Yeah, not really. Like what well, I re- would have been. What, uh, so what? Here's what I remember. Yeah, I remember playing everywhere, all over Ballymun. Right. Um, I remember part of that was on the site. Part of it was in the factories. Part of it was hanging out with diggers. Part of it was up in the flats. Um, over in the forest, so it was just like another part. So of it. they were the general things as a young as a young lad, basically. They would be the general the general things that we would do. You'd head out and you'd go on an adventure. You'd go up the golf course. You'd go up the traveller site. You'd go up the forest. You'd go to the school. You just right. moved around. Right. So what was your experience when you come onto the traveller site? That's what I'm trying to ask you. Just hanging around and and, and with kids, with traveller kids. Yeah. And did you ever have a problem with traveller kids, but even at that age? No, 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 no. Obviously, you wouldn't understand prejudice or discrimination. We're, all, we're all just kids. It's like the schoolyard. They're all just kids. So I think what happened was, around that time, Charlie Hoyt, you had a plan. Yes. Uh, to, to, I think he called it the final solution to the traveller problem or the traveller issue. And there was, there was talk on the TV and radio discriminating travellers. And I think that that went into the public uh, yeah, what what was the story with, Tra- with Charlie Hotty? I don't remember that now. I wouldn't remember. So Charlie Hotty brought out um, legislation or a policy in government. Was it good or bad for travellers? Well, he wanted to basically get rid of the travelling people. He wanted to get rid of travellers. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone now, and travellers are still around. He's gone so now, and travellers are still Well, without a doubt, absolutely. His plan didn't work then. Uh, no, it didn't work. It was, it was unsuccessful. Does, uh, does tra- I've never actually thought about that. That's the first time I've ever had that thought. That he is gone. And travellers are still here. And travellers are still here. Yeah, that's right. And uh, many a person has, has has tried to make decisions over travellers. That's, that's a beautiful thing to say. Now, don't get me wrong. There is some good people who make decisions for travellers. 
who make good decisions for travellers. Because why? Because they care about travellers. If you understand what I'm saying, we have all sorts of, let's call it, our governments, if you like. You might have you know, 10, bad, 10 bad ones, but there's always one good person who will speak up that little bit. Like you, have, you can't take that away from them, like, you know what I mean? But yeah, back to that thing where we were saying there about Charlie High, he's gone. We're 40 years on, and travellers are still around. And a majority of travellers are still in the same areas, if you know what I'm saying. For instance, if you go, right, Ballymun, we're talking Ballymun, right? Travellers are still in Ballymun. Now, a lot of travellers have moved off, and a lot of them are still there. If you go any part of Ireland, there is still travellers in the same areas. So Charlie High's plan didn't work, did it? No, it didn't work. But I think it was effective in making a separation between basically it was effective and settled people. It was effective in turning the settled community against travellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what happened? I think that that's what happened. That is what happened. Yeah, well, there you go. And I think that 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 still happens today. It still resonates today. Yeah. Uh, Because if you talk to uh, the average settled person or the average country man in Ireland, yeah. I and I mentioned this in the podcast, the 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 fourth the last one. the first podcast. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I have a feeling that no, I know that they would be afraid. They'd be afraid of travelling people. There'd be they a fear would, there. Would but the thing about it is, we have uh, we had likes of um, Michael D Higgins. Yeah, now he he knows travellers. He knows travellers. He has went to certain um, what do you call it? Not entertainment. Um, He's went to certain places where travellers have been like award this or award that or you know what I'm talking about. We had Mary uh, Mary McAleese. Like when um when the site opened up um twenty say the the site where it is present now that we live in, when that opened up like twenty five it's twenty five years open now. But as I told you, this is the third site. There was two sites before this, okay? What's the site called, just so people know? It's St. Margaret's Park. That's where you are. In Ballymone, yeah. Now the other thing about it is um so she came along, and there was a new uh, there was a new centre there where they used um, it's like a little community centre in our site, okay. And basically, there was a women's group where they, they were doing working through FOSS, basically, if you like. So Mary McAleese came along, just and like Charlie Hutty. She was the president. No, 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 no. No, I'm saying it's well gone, just like Charlie Hutty. That's hundred uh, percent. Mary McAleese came along and. As a good gesture, with respect for travellers, to be honest about it, she came along and opened up the. She done the. It was called the grand opening of the centre, basically. She actually landed in a helicopter at the same time. Like Pele. It was no, it was nice. It was actually good because the kids was around there and they were looking at the helicopter, and getting in and out of it, and all that sort of stuff. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but do you know Pele arrived in Ballymun in a helicopter? Yeah, the, well? uh, the footballer. Yeah. No, I don't know that. I didn't know. I'll that. tell you that story for the time. Tell me in a few minutes, right? So she had her. She did. She did show great respect for travellers. Being honest about. It. And she, uh, as I said, she landed in her helicopter in the middle of the site and she gave, she oh, she done the grand opening of the community centre. But it was great because it was starting off a women's group as a work, uh, as a workforce kind of thing, you know what I mean? Now, it lasted for years and years and years. But I think the fact that she gave it her backings, it was great. It, it was a good, very, very good support. And it made, uh, obviously, it made the travellers feel great about themselves as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think someone like Mary McAleese or Michael D. Higgins are very tolerant. Michael D. Higgins is a. Very tolerant, open people. They are, and I I think he's great when it comes to the travelling side of things. There's a place there in where the the travelling sort of, well, not the travelling community works. 
but uh, it's not not Pavy Point. It is it's, it's to do with Pavy Point also, but you have another place to have another circular road as well where the travellers works. Yeah. What's that called? You know. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. It's of the not name, exchange house. Is exchange it? house. Yeah, that's the, that's another one. Exchange house. But anyway, um, we call it. We more or less call it the parish office. Oh, okay, very good. It's the parish of the travelling people. Basically, you have a couple of uh, a couple of priests there who will be dealing with the travellers community in the line of, for instance. If there was a christening, now communions are done in the schools, okay? If, 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 um, if there was a baby to be christened, the traveller, say 90%, probably 95% of the traveller people would go to this uh, parish office. The parish of the travelling people. It's in it's on the North Structure Road. The Dub- no, and in the Dublin diocese. In the Dublin diocese, diocese okay. Yes. Yeah. They would go there for to get a priest. Now, this has been happening for years and years and years. Didn't know anything about it. So... Those particular priests got to know almost every traveller in, in Dublin, the best way of putting it. But anyway, they would go there to get a priest for uh, to do the christening, basically. But the moral of the story was that Michael D. Higgins, anything that was taking place among the travelling, say, the travelling people's workforce, if you like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of travellers working in these, in these, uh, in these, and there still is today. He would, um, I'm not saying he would be involved every single day in it, but there'd be certain things coming up and he would attend them. And he'd get into photos and he'd congratulate the people that needed say they were to be that were to be congratulated. So it gave them great spirit it gave them great spirits, if you know what I mean. It lifted their their confidence. The confidence. As well, their spirits, everything, anything in the likes of that. Confidence, um that's one of the things that interests me. It made me. them feel good about themselves in a sense where they actually had a president coming here to watch whatever was going on or whatever he was um, interested. Yeah, whatever it was, yeah, that he was interested also. So you're asking me why why am I interested or fascinated uh, with traveling people, and one of the reasons I am is because confidence. When when I talk to traveling people, one of the th- one of the things that I get from them is that they there's a lack of confidence in the traveling community. In the traveling community, there is, but some of them are some of them are good now. Some of them are very confident. But the thing about it is, the majority of them, yes, have a lack of confidence. And it can be, sometimes it can boil down to being like shy or first time experiences with likes of, like, I'm not the most confident guy in the world. You're actually, you know I mean? you're, actually you're quite confident. I'm, uh, no, you're saying I'm confident. I'm telling you I'm, I'm not confident. I mean, in a sense where. From what, from what I see, okay. Certain things, certain yeah. things you're, uh, you're shy about, you know what I mean? But then when you get into certain things um, like conversations, and you open up a conversation, then I think that sort of, you, that pushes aside and somehow your confidence builds up in these things. Yeah, but I think you, as an example, you're very open to trying new things and to challenges and to things that would help your community or your family. Well, yes, in the in the later years, yes. I don't know what's to do with something with um, being confident as you get older or what is it but I don't, I'm not saying I'm old I'm just saying does it happen as that's a person the second time you said that you are you're 50 years of age no I don't, I don't mean it that way I don't mean I'm not I, I honestly don't feel old I don't think I'm old and I'm not going to tell myself I'm old either and this is relevant to what we're talking about now but the thing about what I'm trying to say was I think as a person gets older as life goes on you get more confident about certain things you're mellowing and maturing a bit well, whatever, and maybe it could be the fact that no, we're, are uh, you? Do you I, feel more mature, or do uh, you feel more? Ah, uh, yeah, of course, I feel more mature. Obviously, I'm fifty years old. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. That be that that was probably comes natural. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, as you go along, so you get more 
confidence about things. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you sort of feel the ability to, let's say, open up and talk more when you need to, kind of, if you know what I'm saying. Like, for instance, uh, we were dealing a lot with uh, with Dublin City Council mm-hmm. in the past, like, say, well, to be honest with you, in the past 10 years, yes, there's been a lot of issues with Dublin City Council and the travellers, the community where we live, basically. Because they have a lot of say about what happens on your site in terms of what, what I, building what, and repairs and so on. What I what I uh, sort of noticed was that, yeah, they, well, look, it's, it's, it's a Dublin City Council. You're, so you're a Dublin City Council tenant. That's what I was getting at. We're, I'm a tenant pay, paying rent, like where I live, you know what I mean? So it would we would have a right to, to speak up. If we, As a tenant, you have tenant rights. Yeah, that sort of stuff, yeah. What I was saying was, anyway, when you get involved with this stuff and you sort of call on for meetings and you get to meet uh, people that now I'm talking about Dublin City Council uh, and you get to meet them, you feel like um, someone has to talk up here. So basically you're you're just saying sort of what you, not exactly what you want to say, it's what you feel that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. I think that's the I think that's the moral of the, but anyway, things like that builds up your confidence. Yeah. So when you have your, when, your, when you have to be the voice, a voice in your community that speaks up, you get a bit of confidence from that, or you get experience from it. I think you're actually um, how would I say this? I think you're actually pushing your confidence. Being honest about it. Because you know there's no point sitting back and saying nothing because nothing is going to happen, nothing is going to change. But when, you, uh, when you're actually willing to speak out and talk, that's when, that's when changes are made. Okay, so we get, we're, we're talking about really interesting stuff here, right? Because, like, you're doing a podcast. You're yeah. a traveller man yes. in Ireland yes. doing a podcast with a country man or a settled man. This, as I said in the last one, this really doesn't happen. And what I'm really interested in is why are you here? What do you what do you think we can do with this? What do you want to get over? What change do you think will come from this? I don't know if anything is going to change, to be honest with you, because um, I'm, I'm, you might say you hope that it would, but in what sense? Well, I think, well, well, what do you think is changing in you? What do I think is changing in me? I don't know. I think I'm just having a normal chat here. It feels like a normal chat. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's what it is anyway. That's all it is. Yeah, well, there we go. There's nothing to get, uh, get excited about, is or there? Or nothing to get shy about. No, that's right. I'm not shy about this. But what I am saying is, people can be shy about these things. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So then is let's say if you're shy, it's destroying your confidence for starters. So then, let's say it disallows you to speak out. But yeah. if you're not shy... With a bit of luck, you, you probably wouldn't be, you won't be shy. I'm not saying we're not shy about everything that goes on. I had a chat about that with a young girl today. Um, she, I was chatting to her and she was really shy. And I, I was saying, do you want to be shy? And she was like, no, not really. I says, well, where's your shyness coming from? Is it coming from me or is it coming from your friends? Or She goes, well, no, it's coming from me. I says, well, if it's coming from you, can I change your shyness? And she's going, no. I said, well, who can change your shyness? Herself. Herself. Yeah, but the thing about it is, it's sometimes people are just naturally shy. You know what I mean? You can't, uh, what would you call it? You can't, like, automatically take that away from them, like. Because the, t- the fact is, if the, if a person gets, to, uh, look here, you, you, for instance, right, 
you bump into somebody, you don't know who they are. Yeah. But you might get a little chat with them, right? And slowly, 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 you're having a chat with this thing, that, everything, right? But that doesn't mean you're going to be the same with the next person you bump into. Do you get what I'm saying, if it makes any sense? Yeah, yeah. There's certain people you talk to and you might be shy about talking to them. Yeah. Then there's other people that you might bump into and you might be shy about talking to them. But for can whatever you, can reason... Can you give me an example? Um, for instance, if I, I, I just about know you now, right? I'm sort of getting to know you, okay? Now, the thing about it is... I can talk to you now like I have no bother talking to you, right? I feel, um, like, say, comfortable where I can sort of say not just anything to you, but I can slag you if you want, and probably you can do the same to me if you want. Yeah, we have a bit of a laugh, we can get serious. So, there's a bit of an understanding there then, right? But that means we're not shy of each other, right, in that sense. But the thing about it is, so I can walk out the door there now, right, the door of the studio, yeah, and basically meet somebody out there. Either I put my talk to them or they put the talk to me, Either one of us can be shy about talking to each other. So then there's no conversation, is there? I love the You're way you inclined. said that. I put my talk to them. Are they, they put my talk well, to them? Well, it goes one way or the other. But the way you say it, I've never heard that phrase in my life. Well, did you be surprised when I want to come out with you, you said a phrase to me. <laughs> oh, well, couple, I can. You said a phrase to me a couple of months ago, right? And it was, uh, if I'm talking to another fella, and it's along these lines, I take the shame out of my mouth and put it in my pocket. Uh, sometimes you have to do that. I'm, gar- I'm going to guarantee you. I think I was most, talking about... Yeah. Most settled people that I know have yeah. never heard that phrase in their life. Serious? Never. I don't mind taking the uh, taking the shame on me and putting my pocket. What do you mean by that? I can mean a lot of things, being honest about. Well, I, I've no clue I've mean, no uh, clue what any of it means. Well, you ever, did you ever hear the saying, if you don't ask, you won't get? So the, the what to say, the dog that barks the loudest, the one that gets fed. Yeah, well, we, can, we can all go hungry if we don't talk up. In a sense where... Uh, like for instance, right? I want something. Yeah. If I don't, if I, if, if I'm too, if I'm ashamed, ah. if I'm ashamed to ask about that something, it means the shame is in my mouth. Very good. So I take that shame out of my mouth by putting my pocket. Then there's no more shame. I'm going to say what I have to say. But it's a shame to get that whatever it is I want. It's a shame in your mouth until you take it out. No, but it's just a saying. I know, a, but I'm, I'm trying to suss it well, out. Well, let's put us for here. There's something stopping you from talking. Yeah. Something stopping you from saying what you want to say. There's something stopping you from asking for that something that you want or need even. So therefore, that's why I say, I take the shame out of my mouth, I put it in my pocket, and I ask for that something that I need. I love the way you're raising your voice. Oh, that's how it is. <laughs> that's how it goes. So uh, for me, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but it is that for me. Believe me. I take the shame out of my mouth and put it in my pocket. I heard that one years and years ago. If you don't ask, you won't get. If you want, yeah, so yeah. I, 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 I used to say, own. you might as well be looking at it or looking for it. Well, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's 100%. There's loads of that. But uh, yeah, there's lots of uh, there's lots of stuff like that there. So uh, what I was thinking was, anyway, as a countryman, what do you think of travellers' culture? Uh, what do I think of traveller culture? I think there's a lot of parts of traveller culture that explode my heart in what sense well there's community and family like I have rarely seen in modern times maybe not always on a on a halting site but on a camp on a camp there's a certain uh, like everyone is one family it's one it's, it's one group of people almost you know what I mean yeah. it's like an extended family but the extended part is not even there it's just like these are all my family so I remember being on camps and I got that feeling and I went, that's very rare these days. On camps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On a halting site, sometimes you could have, you know, halting site politics and bits and bobs, but you see small parts where it's, it's uh, well, in each bay, it would be all family. You might have like you 10, do, uh, 15, 20 people sharing two bays and it's it's just like 
all family, from kids from, you know, uh, one year of age to mammies up to 70, 80 years of age. Yeah. And it's just, there's a, just a lovely flow to the family dynamic. Like you do a lot of, uh, a lot of interviews with travellers, don't you? And a lot of, uh, like, you've done, you've done a lot of filming with travellers in different Film parts and of music videos, uh, documentary. In different parts of Ireland. Conversations. Uh, I know travellers from different parts so of Ireland. So you would know, uh, uh, what I'm saying is, the fact that you actually done a lot of filming, a lot of interviews with different travellers all around Ireland, did you see any difference in the different travellers? Say, go outside Dublin now, put Dublin aside for one second, right? You've been all over the country with travellers, haven't you? I wouldn't have had that much experience outside but of Dublin, but I have, well, I have yeah. some experience. Well, yeah. To me, that, that would be a lot of experience with travellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see any difference in the travellers? Now, you know that, uh, say for instance, right, the question would be, did you see any difference in the different travellers uh, cultural-wise? Uh, I'd say down the country, they're, they're more old-school, old-style, uh, traditional. Right. And there would be less tradition in Dublin. So, um, say for instance, take travellers now who keep horses now. There's not a lot of that in Dublin now, is there? There's not a lot of that in Dublin anymore. But there's, no. a, lot of, there's a bit of it down the country, you know that? Well, you've got Certain less restrictions, it. more space. More land, that's right. More yeah. land. Like yeah. in, in Dublin, as, as you know here, when I was growing up in the 80s, there was no M50, there was no M1, and it was basically fields for the whole country. Yeah, that's right. And then we kind of got knocked in and, uh, you know, places like Finglas, Blanchardstown, right. uh, Ballymun, that would have travellers in it, kind of got their, their half their kind of uh, access to fields taken away from them, you know? What I was asking you earlier on was about uh, the fact that you're a countryman, yeah? No, I know you're a Dubliner, but you're a countryman to me, okay? I asked you, what did you think of travellers' culture? Do you see big differences uh, between travellers and settled community in the, like, the lifestyles that they live? I would. I'd see, because of the, the size of the travelling community, I think percentage-wise, there's more people in the travelling community that have fate. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So let's say you had 100 settled fellas and 100 traveller fellas. Yes. The percentage of settled fellas that have fate or to go to mass regularly or, or that pray would be less than the than a group of traveller men, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, I, I, so there's I, a lot more fate. Yeah, I know that for sure. Like, uh, travellers, uh, every uh, every traveller, in my experience, every traveller has a great fate. Now, but it's not every traveller that practices it. Yeah, yeah. Or even, say, preaches it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I do know for sure, I've never doubted travellers in their fate, because I, I know that they, they, without a doubt, they do have great belief. And I think that that's one thing that's very important in the travelling community. But then on the other side, and this might be, you mightn't want to hear this, I might be controversial, you might even ask me not to say it, the relationship between traveller men and traveller women is different than the relationship between settled men and settled women. In what sense? Well, from my experience, traveller women would have, it seems like, less opportunity to do things. Or less privileges. Less privileges or less opportunity to, to, for freedom. Uh, yeah, because uh, part of that would be traditional, you see. Uh, a traveller woman, say, when she marries a traveller man, basically, she's not that she's signing up to anything, but she knows she knows the culture. She knows uh, that it's up to look at, it's up to the traveller man to go out there, do a bit of work, make a few bob if you can, right? I know there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a big employment, uh, sorry, unemployment margin, I know that. Yeah. But on the other hand, anyway, she knows that, look at, not saying that it'd be rude to say this, but she knows that her job is going to be looking, looking after maybe kids, 
Uh, and I know this, you have this in the set communities also, like lining the cooking and washing, and she knows that her main job will be looking after the kids. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Whereas the settled person, as far as I know, uh, the woman would have the same job, but also be inclined to go out and find a job and bring an income back into the house. Yeah. Would I be right in saying that? You, you would. Recently, like I'm talking the last, say, 30 years, 40 years. Yeah. Yes, that's more than the case. Over 40 years ago, 50 years ago, definitely that wouldn't be it the case. It wasn't happening. It wasn't yeah, happening. Could it be the case that there was no work for them? No, the, 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 just the way the country was set up, uh, the women weren't encouraged to go for employment. And for example, in, if you're working in the civil service, say 30, 40 years ago, mm. and it was a man and woman, yeah. and they, uh, let's say they were going out with each other and then they got married, she had to leave the civil service leave the job leave the job the, the, the settled woman the, yeah, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. woman did so that was like 40 years ago but or the, the why did she have to leave the job because that was the law it was legislation so basically she had to go home and let's say as you go along look after ten, kids tend to the duties at home and be a working a working uh, an at home mother or whatever was but that the has changed now for, 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 settling, for yeah absolutely community. but it's only changed like, abroad, it only changed like 40 years ago yeah that's right and 40 years ago seems like a long long time but it's not and on the other hand the, that was a big thing when they brought them changes in, wasn't it absolutely it revolutionised this whole country it, it, it and it brought in a lot of change. It brought in changes where women could do uh, a, a lot of things. Yeah, but in the line of uh, women becoming, say, say Garda, women becoming Garda, women becoming train drivers, women becoming bus drivers, all that stuff. Like a lot, a lot of that sort of took off from where they changed all these legislations where women were actually... It's not that women weren't allowed to work. It's because, as far as I know anyway, it's because uh, employers weren't hiring women. It, it could be a case where they didn't think women was good enough for these jobs. Yeah. Uh, uh, Would that be the case? I, I, watched, I watched a great film. Like to driving a bus. You see a woman today driving a bus. Do you know what I mean? I watched a great film about... No, I'm talking about settled women here. You'll never see a, you you never see see a tram driving a bus. I'll never say never, man. Well... You know, I, I thought you'd never see... No, I, I said... No, I said at the moment... At you, the moment, you, yeah, I mean, yeah. never... I, I've never... I've never seen a traveller woman driving a bus. I've never seen, like, I've never seen a traveller man like that, you doing a podcast. We, we never thought we'd see... Um, should we never thought we'd have a, a traveller woman in uh, in the dial, did we? Well, there you go. So anything is so possible. That's, that's great hopes for, for a lot of people. Yeah, and... Um, we have uh, so we have three, I think it's three at the moment in Ireland, three travellers who are Gardaí. We have... Um, again, we have a lot of... Uh, well, we have a lot of singers, yes. We have a world champion... Boxer for a traveller. <laughs> Who's that? Tyson Fury. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Uh, he's not Irish. He's a, no, it doesn't make a difference. He's a traveller. <laughs> I don't care where he comes from. He's a traveller, <laughs> and he's representing the whole complete. Look, he's representing uh, England and Ireland. I, I have a feeling in the at last the moment he's representing the whole world. He's world champion. In the last three or four years, a lot of change has happened in the traveling community, and I think in the next three or four years, there'll be an awful lot more change. Yeah, and maybe one of those changes is in women. In, in, in their in how they see themselves in the jobs that they do in the careers no, that they the moment, might choose no at the moment there's only, there's only um, now don't get me wrong I'm not saying I know any travellers women or any that's related to me because I can't say yes I don't I don't but I know that there is travelling women working say in certain jobs there'll probably be small jobs if you know what I mean like of uh, 
as I was saying earlier on about the, the thing with Mary, uh, Mary McAleese, yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's good; it gives them great confidence. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's actually a start. Now there probably there probably is traveling women down around the country that is in better jobs, office jobs, and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. Big. Uh, well, down in Cork, I think there was a group of them. You probably know more than I do because you're mixing more with the travellers down under. Exactly. Down down in Cork, there was a group of women, traveller women, who yeah. all just um, they what's the word? Not qualified uh, from college. I think it was a group of about forty of them. There was, and there was two um, two from Dublin here as well. Wasn't there? They passed all their uh, what do you call it? They became well, not barristers. They became. Uh, um, I'm I'm lost for it now. But it was great. It was a mother and daughter actually. That's that's that was inter- on. That was on. Like, it was a big thing on on uh, on the news there last last year, when the mother. And, yeah, they graduated. The two of them graduated. They together. graduated. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a big thing for for travellers. That's no the first they. time. I, now, in, these in the two history women, of the state that that has happened. Yes, but these two women, as a mother and daughter, was even more special. Being honest about, yeah. and also these two in particular, like you can imagine the amount of confidence that they have brought to other women. If you know what I'm saying, to to uh, to allow them, like to take a shot at being somebody, if you like. Yeah, and one of the examples I was using during World War One or World War Two, there was a lot of women involved in the mathematics and the coding of how to break the Enigma machine that Hitler was using yeah. to uh, code all his messages. There was women that done that, and and it was one of the first times in modern uh, in modern history where men had to just shut up and let the women do a, a job that everyone just thought was a man's job. Yeah. But they, they proved or they shattered that illusion yeah. that there's jobs for men and jobs for women. There's jobs for men and jobs for women if we allow that as men and as women. Uh, because there's no reason a, a, a man can't be the person at home doing what you called earlier on the women's work. And there's no reason why a woman couldn't be the president of Ireland. Yeah, but that's a country man's world at the moment. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, what I mean is it's not happening in the traveller community right now. Well, I, okay, you just mentioned you have a senator. There's nothing to stop yeah, well, Eileen Flynn Eileen becoming Flynn, yeah. the president of Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm not, I wasn't talking about the president. I was being sarcastic about the other things <laughs> you were saying. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that she could be, yeah. And who knows, she might be, please God. I think she, I think she will be. She has the ability of, of being there if she wants to. Absolutely. And I think that we have seen in the last number of years a number of taboos or elephants in the room or things we can't talk about just being shattered. I remember, I was talking to my nephew the other day, um, he's a young guy from the North Inner City who's in Trinity College studying chemistry. First of all, he's from the North Inner City and he's in Trinity College and right. he's studying chemistry. You're talking about he came from a rough area. Do you know what same. I mean? He came from what's perceived to be a rough area. Yes, So I was right. talking to him about a few things and one of the things I said was, when I was a kid here in Ballymoan, I was in school, I was left-handed, and I was almost told to go home because I was left-handed. Sure, I know we mentioned a, a brief uh, word about this in the, in our last, uh, our first podcast, actually. Do you remember the young lad in Boyzone who died? Yes. Stephen Gately. Stephen yeah? Gately, yeah. He came from uh, North Inner City. He was um, from Sheriff Street, wasn't it? No, that was like, that was, uh, as it was perceived to be a rough area. That's where my dad's from. And it, well, well, yeah, but, it, it, but we knew we do know that it was a rough area years ago. Yeah. But this cha- I know it has changed uh, as well also down around there. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, uh, good talent can come from rough areas. Yeah, like he was a uh, like a musical talent and they travelled the world and so on. That's right. But there's also young guys... 
men and uh, and women, boys and girls, down in areas in town, in rough areas and working class areas, let's yeah. say, that are doing barristers, computer science, right. all of that type of stuff. But it's good. I think it's I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, but don't forget, these are the things. One person can encourage another person without even realising that you're actually encouraging somebody. And that's my point about you on this podcast. Yeah. I think you, without without knowing it... You're hitting back at me now, yeah? No, I'm just saying, without knowing it, you yeah. are going to encourage and inspire... Yes. Not just travelling men, not yes. just travelling women and boys and girls, but uh, settled people, country people. Yeah. Like I mentioned to me that briefly, that me and you might be doing a podcast, yeah. right? And he was like, that's so inspiring. He said... And he said, talk to me a little bit about Martin. So I said, well, Martin's like this and he's humble and he, you know, he has faith and all this type of stuff. My yeah. dad said, you're at the helping me change my perception of travelling people there. Really, yeah. By having that very short Just conversation. Just a small chat. Yeah. Uh, being honest, about it, there's a lot of information out there about travellers. Yeah. So, but um, the majority of it is all wrong. And where is that information? Uh, well, it's come from the wrong people for starters. So it would be stuff like news... It's all negative. radio. Yeah, the media. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the media. Not, maybe not at all, but a lot of it, yes. So a 10-minute conversation I had with me dad about you. Because you got to know somebody, basically. Because I got to know somebody. He was like, that's at the help of me change my perception or my prejudice or my perspective about a, a whole community of people. Yeah, well, I think that boils back down to a bit of our last, our, our, when I say our last podcast, our first one. I think it boils down to a little bit of um, not knowing a person. Yeah. I think we, we brought that little bit up as well, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't, if you don't know a person, uh, it's obviously wrong to judge them for starters. But on the other hand, getting to know them, you might see the real person and and the better uh, the better per- the better side of them, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and and having an opportunity to get to know them. Uh, so there's the opportunity to get to know them, and then there's the openness to want to get to know them. Yes. So my dad had both of them. He was open to it, and he he allowed himself. It to happen. He he gave himself the opportunity to do it. He sat down and he went, right, I'm going to listen to my son here about yeah. this travelling fella who seems to be hanging around with a lot. This Egypt that you're this, hanging around this with. This Egypt. Yeah, that's right. You know, getting to know. But uh, yeah, that was good that you're, you're what you're seeing there. You got him to, uh, but in changing his perspectives, um, did he have a bad perspective of a traveller? His would probably be typical of a settled people as in their, their stories or the, 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 the ideas they have in their head about travelling people comes from the radio and the TV and right, the Right, that's fine, and that's not good sometimes. The other thing about it is, could it be, um, say, your, your dad probably never mixed with travellers, did he? You never you got to know travellers. I think you said that, did you? Well, he met you very briefly, and he met, I know, I met, he met Huey Mohan uh, very briefly as well. Right. I think he was, he sat in Huey Mohan's... Yeah, but that, that, that's probably only recently, though. That's only recently. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is, if, um, for instance... If he if he never knew travellers and he never met travellers, um, could it be something that's in his mind for the last thirty years? Absolutely, I think it's something that's in a lot of Irish people, settled Irish people for the last thirty, for the last 30 years, years or more since about nineteen seventy nine when Charles Hottie came out with this crazy idea that uh, we're going yeah. to assimilate the travelling community. Right, you know. So basically, he, half of his plan worked. It worked by getting into people's minds. But it didn't work by getting rid of the travellers. So we no, said that earlier on. No, didn't we? no, no. And now we're here, thirty years later, uh, a traveller and a countryman having conversations to yes. open up people's hearts and minds, and um, maybe change people's perception of both countrymen and travellers. That's a two-way street. So basically, what you're saying here is, 
uh, you have a countryman, you have a traveller sitting here in a studio, uh, having a normal, just sensible, let's say, civilised chat about general things, yeah? And having the crack. And if, yeah, of course, why not? And if other people can listen to this and see the better side of it. Well, they, 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 it can, be, they can see whatever they want. I'll tell you what, that'd be their own choices, yeah, we yeah, understand yeah. that. But would it be a, be a benefit to them if they could see the good side of life? I think what this will... And be a benefit to everybody, I think. What this will do is it'll just provide a different story. You know, because let's say, for example, the black man in, I was, you know, told in the 70s, the black man, and we all have to be afraid of the black man until you go and meet the black the man. The black man, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go, what was all the stories about the scary yeah. black man for? One of a very good friend of mine is, is a black man. Yeah. He's a priest. He's a bishop now in Nigeria. And I've been in regular contact with him. But he's a black man. How did you chat with him? Uh, through basically through WhatsApp <laughs> and through uh, and the traveller man getting the technology. Through WhatsApp, yeah, that's great. And um, that time through the phone we'll have a conversation. Like, but uh, it's a fact that he is he's a bishop. He's a bishop of Lagos in Nigeria, big place. Absolutely, it's and a monster of a place. He's one of my let's say he's one of my best friends. I know him like so twenty. I'm known twenty five years now. Wow. So, how, and how did you happen upon him? Um, he actually came back to Ireland studying back in 96, 97, he left in 98, yeah, 24, 25 years ago now. And he came back here studying, yeah. So, of course, he used to do mass in our in the area where we lived, yeah. Got chatting and talking to them, I mean. Mm. Then I started sort of mixing around and then, say, we went to Loch Derg, which is a pilgrimage uh, site, We in, in Donegal. That's a long, long time ago now. Then he's he was studying back here for two years actually, but he was a, he was a very, very nice priest. But uh, one time he experienced a bit of racism in in, in Dublin. Believe it or not, I tell you how it happened. If you, if you want to hear about yeah, it, yeah, go on. He went into a, a supermarket. I'm not going to mention the supermarket. I mean, to be fair. One of the managers in the supermarket asked him to leave, and he wouldn't give him a reason or an excuse of one to another. It was very, very embarrassing, but I wasn't there. When was this like recently, 20 years ago or whatever? It's 25 years 25 ago. 25 years ago. 24, 25 years ago. And that is recently. That's not That's not a long time ago. No, you absolutely. See? Yeah, it's not like a long we're time not ago. Talking back, we're not talking back in the 50s or the 60s. If you understand, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Americans. I love, well, a lot of, as you as we said earlier on, a lot of things in the last 30 years in this country has changed, in, yeah. including the treatment or the, the perception or the prejudice of black people. Yeah, but let me tell you something anyway. Go on. He was, he was upset about it, no doubt. No doubt. But he didn't, um, he didn't use it against anybody, like if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't looking for uh, the sympathy card here. Because I'll tell you why. The amount of people in the church were all white people, all settled community. No, there weren't all settled community. There was a minority of travellers there also. The settled people in that in church, they absolutely adored him. They loved him. So it wasn't, all, it wasn't the case everywhere, if you know what I'm saying. It was just that particular moment. Yeah, yeah. For one reason or another, this guy on a, in, a, in a certain shop took it upon himself to look at I'm gonna get, I'm going to put this black guy on my shop. So he he was without a doubt racist and was thinking the, 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 the wrong things about this. But what he didn't know was this man was a priest. And now he turned out to be the Bishop of Lagos. But what I'm trying to say is that all people are not the same. No matter how we think, so there is uh, there is some great people in the settled community. Also, 
it's not just uh, if a traveller or anybody or a black man is being racist against or discriminated against. Like, you ever hear the word saying, I know we're going into some different thing here now, right? You ever hear the word saying about, um, now this all started off because of a black man, I'm telling you, I knew a black man mm-hmm. and he was a good friend of mine and he's a bishop in Lagos now, right? That's where this came from, right? Did you ever, uh, you've heard um, the word say where, oh, we can't tire all these people with the one brush. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned it before, don't judge a book by its cover. That's 100%, yeah. yeah. So what I am saying now is that we, I can't tire all the settled community with the one brush if I wanted to. So I'll just point out to you there now, well, one person in the shop told this black man to get out of his shop yeah. for no reason, but yet we have a hundred people in the church who who actually actually adore this black man, loved him, and loved the the mass that he was giving out. If you know what I'm saying, saying the mass that he was saying, loved his conversations to the mass, got to know him. So they knew him then, didn't they? That's what I'm trying to point out. Yeah. So if that fella took the time to get to know him, he mightn't have. He might have seen a better person. He mightn't have put his prejudice forced. Yes. So I was just thinking there because uh, you're a man of faith, a man of God. Um, and uh, forgive them. What's that? Forgive one? them for they know not what they do. You know what I mean. So I, I, I no, think, yeah, you I have think to, that's in, that's interesting. Like no, you have to forgive people because you can't always take a person, even if they make mistakes. There's nobody perfect in this world. We all know that. Even me, even I'm not perfect. No, you're what I'm saying one, is you're the only one. No, I was that. saying even I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we're all infallible. Is that the word? No, what I'm saying is here, right? Uh, basically, the fact that we're all not perfect, right? You just can't take a person and say, oh, he's this, he's that, he's the other, in a negative way. Sometimes you have to look for the good in people. You do know that. Yeah. You can't just... Uh, I love the way you, you say instance, that. You, you couldn't ask me, you tell me what I'm going to think <laughs> by asking me. You do know that. <laughs> no. What I'm trying to say here is, right, we have Dean here, yeah? Uh, Dean makes a mistake and he says something wrong or he does something wrong, yeah? Does that make Dean the worst person in this world? Does it make him a bad person? No, it doesn't. Because why? Because he made a mistake. But the fact that he made a mistake is because he's not perfect. If he was perfect, he wouldn't make mistakes. Yeah. So we all make mistakes, which means we are all not perfect. But sometimes we pretend... So that's where the, that's where the, the, we have to look for the good side of stuff. So sometimes we pretend, we play a game where we pretend we're perfect. No, we don't pretend to be perfect. We try to be perfect. Yeah, I don't know. Pretending is not good. Because I'll tell you why. You can fool some people some of the times... But you can't fool all of the people all of the time. So pretending is no good. I can smell a t-shirt coming up here now. Whatever. Pretending is no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, so therefore... It, it, but, but we do pretend. We do play a game where we pretend. going to give an example of that. I know some traveller lads who put a, a face on or a, or a mask on right. where they pretend yeah. to be aggressive, let's say. Right. If you pretend to be perfect, you're going to fail. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about pretending if to be perfect. Try, I'm talking about pretending to be... We weren't talking about perfect. Pretending to be aggressive. We were talking about perfect. It's all boiling back to the one thing, right? Okay, yeah. If you pretend to be perfect, pretend you're going to fail. If you try to be perfect, then you can progress. You can get, You can only get better. Does that make sense? So therefore, forget about... Hold on, if you try... You lost me there. If you try to be perfect... If you pretend to be perfect, you're going to fail. Did you just raise your voice at me again? No. When I need need to raise my voice, I'll raise it. Is that how you prove your point? No, that's not. I said, if you pretend to be perfect, you're going to fail. Without a doubt. If you try to be perfect, you're going to progress. You can only get better. Try. Try to be perfect. But at the same time, 
we're never going to be perfect. God loves a tryer. Yeah, he loves yeah, a tryer. Yeah, yeah, I get it now. But get we're it now. never going to be perfect. No, no, no. Nobody is. We, no can aspire, we can aspire to be better. Doesn't matter if you're the richest and wisest man in the country. There's something there that makes you not perfect. There's one thing in between all of that that makes you not perfect. It's as simple yeah. as that. I don't care how perfect we think we are. There's a little weakness somewhere there or there's a bit of a failure there somewhere. We, we mightn't show it all the time, but there is, without a doubt. So any, 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 any half... A smart, wise person would know that. <laughs> <laughs> we're only we're only fooling ourselves if we we're perfect. <laughs> if I if I thought I was perfect, I wouldn't be getting showered every minute of the day. <laughs> you wouldn't be what? I wouldn't be getting red for all day long. <laughs> getting give out, is it? But uh, yeah, that's the crack with the perfectness there, Dean, and that sort of stuff there. But yeah, um, yeah, travelers, countryman, different cultures. There's a lot of things to talk about. A lot of uh, there is a lot of differences, being honest, but the fact is, um, we're all come from the one place, and we're all going to the one place, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, going home, going home. You ever heard that one, yeah? I like that one you put, um, so we have music at the start of the podcast, which uh, I had a different song picked out, and Martin picked out this beautiful one. It's a stunner. But I did tell you, I like a bit of good music. But what is it? What's the the, the lyrics of it? Uh, I think nothing something about, uh, nothing ever, ever comes, comes easy. Comes well, it's true, isn't it? What's, what does come easy? If you want something, you gotta, you got to try hard for it, no matter what it is. So I think um, them couple of words alone is, um, how would you call it? Inspiring, if you want to put. Yeah, it kind of shows you. Yeah, you have to kind of lean but into stuff. The fact stuff. that uh, I like the music more than, than the than the what the actual meaning of the words. Oh, you like the groove nah, and the vibe. The, no, the music is nice, and um, of course, the singer herself is is good. We'll have to uh, send her an old message to say, "Is there any chance we could use this?" Actually, sure, yeah, she probably won't. Is she still around? Is what I'd like to know. <laughs> What's her name? Joyce Bond. She's a good singer. Joyce Bond. Check her but out. Now back again. It's over what? I'll tell you how long since I first heard her. Was about 30, 31 years ago. Where did you hear Pick Hole? In in England, actually. I was over there for a little while, and a friend of mine had uh, had one of them. Was it was actually a tape back then? Not the old the old tape, but she now you have her on the she's on the internet, and she's she's she has actually a lot of songs, some good stuff though. But it's just that sound of that bit there, I like. It's kind of has a I reggae. Hope everybody else like it. I, I think it's nice. It has a reggae kind of. There's a little bit of gospel vibe well, as well off it. There is, and um, you've heard of reggae country, haven't you? Oh, I haven't. Country reggae. No. Well, you, you're experiencing it there now, aren't you? That's what that is. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, kind of gospel Gospel and country is very close as well. You know no, what I'll mean? tell you what. See, sometimes you can have the words of country, but then you have the sound of reggae. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you good. put the two together, what have you got? You've got country reggae. <laughs> reggae. That's a whole new genre for me. We're establishing something here, are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the, you, you mentioned uh, before, but you didn't really go into it, your connection with uh, UB40. You hung out with the lads. Uh, well, let's put it this way. I wouldn't say... Oh, yeah, I did. I, did hang, I hang out with them, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what it was. We were in uh, we were in Birmingham. and we went, Were you living uh, there at the time? I was living just for a little while, like, yeah. yeah. We went down to the... Had a big studio in, in, in the city, basically, in Birmingham. Uh, Depp International was the name of the studio. Very good. But we went down there myself, my brother and my son. Not young, he was only young at the time as well. And we got to see all the, say the group basically, as it was to be, they were coming out of the studio at the same time. 
Ah, right. Okay, so you just happened upon them there. No, we went down to the studio. We went down to do the studios. For what? Where how did you get the connection? No, we knew we knew you before the owner of the studio. All right, so you're you before the fan. We went down. You were in Birmingham. You went down. We went down there, and we got at the, as it was to be. They were coming out. Right. Okay. So you were stalking. You were stalking. No, them. we weren't stalking them. No, we, we just happened. It just happened to be as we went down to the studios. What were you doing down the studio? Well, what happened was we got to see them. So <laughs> I'm sure like that's a, you were like a fan I'm sure boy that's with what a T-shirt on and all. I know. We went down anyway, and um, they were just coming out of the studio at the same time. So uh, we got some pictures with them there, didn't we? And they asked us to come down to the pub. No. Oh, this, is no this is no lies, honestly. They asked us, there was a, um, the, oh, I can't remember the name of the pub again. I'll think of it later on. But um, they asked us to come down to the pub. They said, we're, we're heading up to the pub. You're welcome to come down. And this is the truth now. And we went down. What age were you now? Tell you what happened. We went home. I was about 20... And this is like 2023. It was back in, actually, back in 1999 it was. Yeah, yeah. That's when it was. When they asked us, of course, we go down. So we went uh, We went home. They said, we'd, we'd be down in the pub about a half an hour. We went down to, back home, basically. Our house was only like five minutes from the studio anyway. And we went back up to uh, to the pub then. And we just had a couple of drinks. And a what few did you go home for? Did you get freshened up and all? We had a couple of drinks and... We had no phones that time. We had to go home and tell the girls where we were. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to meet you before the what? No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you stayed there. Sure, we, it was we... good. Like I, I've listened to you before since 19, 1986. Wow. Was the first time I heard them sing. Yeah, yeah. That good song they have, Red Red Wines. It's popular. It's still popular, isn't it? No, I'm not. I wasn't saying wow that you listened to them from like I'm, I'm saying no. wow that you at nineteen years of age you got to go down and hang out with. The last I'm a young lad. That you're at to be listening to for the no, last six or seven than, was, years. No, it was a bit more than 19 it was. What year were you born in? In 1971. So it was different, this was 19... It, 1979, uh, uh, sorry, 1999. 1999. 26 or 27 I was. Ah, very good. I was still young. Um, would you have been listening to them for a good 10 years? I would have been listening to them since 1986. So yeah, I really liked them singing. Like there's no doubt about that. I was that. the same. Like I, so I, I was in Ballymore in 1986. Yeah, I was about 13, 14 years of age. Yeah, Bob Marley, um, UB40. Well, they would be the main, the main. They were the main thing that singers. most people around this area. We went from the house up to uh, back up to the pub basically, and we had a few drinks, a few games of pool, and some photographs, and a bit of crack, jibing and messing and joking, and at the same time, one of them was actually on an interview on the. On the phone, basically. Oh, very good. The phone truth in the bar, basically. It was great, to be honest about it, because the fact that I actually liked UB40 singing, it was good to actually meet them, yeah. But they were genuinely nice lads, no mistake about that. And you still have photographs? Lovely, I think, down-to-earth uh, down lads. They were just, like, chatting and joking, and what normal people do, they were doing it, having to crack, the best of crack. And uh, then we had the young lad with it, he was only, it's the oldest lad, he was only, back then, he was only about eight years of age. And I had a great respect for him also at the time. Well, as a kid, like, you know what I mean? And do you still have photographs? Uh, I still have all the photographs, no. yeah. No. Actually, why would I, what do you want me to do? Take photographs? We'll have to set them. If, if we get... What do you want me to do? Take photographs and dump them, and is dump it? Them, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not into that habit. People do that. People used to have photograph albums and then they, they you know, they'd have them for 20 years and then they go, get rid of them photographs. No, I'll uh, tell you what a lot of people might do with photographs is, if it's coming to, uh, if it's family photographs, like, say, my mother now, she'd have a lot of old photographs, a lot of stuff. 
Uh, today, it's all done by the phone, and it's just snap, 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 and no one ever gets no, to see no them. No one's even looking at them. People no, doing videos happens, and they all. Get, they get sent around the WhatsApps, all right, but that's it. Other than that, there's nobody printing up photos. Unless there's like a 24th or something like that. So you might be in a, you could be in a hundred photos, well, here, you could be in, <laughs> in 50 photos in a year, and you mightn't see one of them. So where's all these photos going to, like, you know what I mean? But yeah, the old uh, the old school likes of me, see my mother now and her generation, basically. What they would have done, they would have, uh, any photos that was ever took with the old cameras, they would have always got them printed up. And put in the book. So they'd have more stuff today than any of the young people would have. As You know what I'm saying? Um, what they would do then also is, say if they were sorting out photos now, say and a photo pops up of a certain person here, a certain person there, they'd nearly send them to the, give them to them people so that they can have them themselves as... I wouldn't call them souvenirs, like, but... No, but that's what my dad would do with his sister, memory, for like, example. My dad's sister, she lives in Kulak, and uh, my dad would... Occasionally, she sends pictures over. Here's something from the 50s or the 70s. Yeah, that kind of thing. And everyone's around looking at it. It's great. Yes, that's what I'm saying. What I was going to say there was, when we set up... Uh, I don't want to use a foreign language now, but you know what Instagram is? Instagram? No, yeah. I don't use Instagram. Okay, no. so to promote... I know what WhatsApp is. To promote okay. this podcast, we're going to set up a thing called Instagram. Uh, yes. And we're going to put some of the pictures of you and you before to on it, if you're, if you're into it. Uh, I have no problem with that, yeah. And, and we can... We can uh, because people are going to be uh, listening back to this going, oh, I'd love to see that old photograph. We'll the, tease the them. The old photographs of you before Of you and you I before have them, yeah. I have yeah, them, yeah, yeah. We might stick up one, one or two. And you when you had a big uh, shocking load of hair. Uh, that's right, I did have a lot of hair at the time, believe it or not. I have a nice trimmed down crew cut now, wouldn't it? Martin had crew the... Crew cut, uh, what about the crew cut? <laughs> I Number had the privilege five. of seeing Martin getting his hair cut Number last five week. Number five and one I had the privilege of seeing Martin getting his hair cut last week. Okay, now, when you see this fella, you're going to go, oh my God, he's a good looker. But he's fighting back the... Uh, he's fighting the years a little bit, you know what I mean? Is that right, dude? So we're yeah. going to stick up a nice picture. Actually, talking about pictures, uh, you might already know Martin... Uh, because his face was all over the bus shelters. Oh, Dur- I was sleeping in them, was I? You were sleeping in them. <laughs> During the census, we shot some of the video for the census for this year uh, in Ballymoon with Martin and a few other people. So Martin and his family are a travelling family in the posters and the promotion and the video for their census uh, because I think it's about time that we realise that the travelling people outlived Charlie Hottie. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm a grandson with the hat. Is he with the I'm hat? a grandson He's with the hat. Chap, isn't he? So if you're seeing a little, uh, a little cute traveller boy well, on the centre, a couple of freckles ad, there. <laughs> yeah, he's a beauty. He he stole the show actually. He's good, wasn't he? And I find that really interesting that a young traveller boy can steal the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in that you had you know older people, you had black people, you had disabled people, you had all types. But it was a young, cute traveller boy put them all uh, we had, in second uh, place. It's like the, the Clint Eastwood film. We had the good, myself basically, yeah. the bad, and sorry Dean, that the was ugly, me, yeah. that was you. Yeah. I was we, in it as well. We had the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it was a good, actually a good experience. I was looking at an old photograph of myself from the 80s. It looked like something out of Oliver Twist. Ooh. I'll stick it up on the Instagram, but it looks, it's just, it's just how we were in, in the 80s. As I said, we used to just open the door in the morning, grab an old slice of batch pan, and you'd be gone till after the Dean, sun went down. I have to correction this one before. Um, Go on. Before we start putting photos of you up on your, uh, what do you call your Instagram? Is it? Instagram, well done, man. Yeah, we want to get a foot on this first and get started somewhere because we don't want people saying, ah, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> want to see a photo, yeah? Uh, so this is the second episode. 
uh, I think it, is, it feels a bit more freer and relaxed. What we'd really like is some feedback. Uh, let us know what, what uh, topics or guests or whatever uh, you might want us to, uh, to have on. When did you actually first get to know Travellers? Would it be 20 years ago? When? I know you said about you were hanging around Travellers, you were eight years old, and look, the reality is you were still only a baby, put it that way. But say, in the last, say, that when you're an adult now, say, in the last 20, 15 years, did you really get to know Travellers? So I was working up in Finglas with some young uh, lads up in Villa Park and Dunsink. Yes. And I kind of got to know them uh, really well and mm. had the crack. At the at the start when I when I was hanging out with them. How long ago was that? I'd say that was, say, 15 years ago. Right. Uh, when when I was hanging out with them. Was the, would this be when you came, uh, when you became a community worker? Like? Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually met one of them when we done the... Um, the protest on the uh, the depot, which we might talk about next week. We should talk about the the, the, the protest. That was actually very interesting. Yeah, yeah, we might chat about that a bit more. Too bad we had the protest as well. When I, when I do think of it, huh? but there was one of the fellas I met there, and I hadn't seen him in about five years. But instantly, he knew who I was. I knew who he was, and we connected. Right, and I find that I, I find that um, really powerful. Well, he remembered you from. He back remembered down. me from from where he lived, and I remembered him from uh, being a young traveller up, and I think it was Dunsink he was living in at the time. Right. But straight away, we just looked at each other and went, I know him, he knows me, everybody relax. Yeah, that was you know what I mean? And he didn't beat you up around, no. He, well, you know, I'm, I'm a big enough fella, I'm a big enough fella. No, I'm joking. So uh, that's, yeah, from about that time, about 15 years ago. Where you really got to know travellers. I really got to know travellers, hang out with them, understand them. Beyond, so tell me something, is it your, sorry, go, on, go ahead. Uh, beyond, because um, I find the initial thing with travellers is, especially with traveller men, is that they're on the back foot jabbing. Uh, beyond that little uh, mask that they might wear, there was a deeper connection, a deeper conversation to be had. And these lads allowed me in because I allowed them in. Well, that's good. Do you know how your um, so your work takes you a lot of places? Yeah. And so, as I said earlier on, all these interviews and this music stuff you're into and all the television work that you're into, yeah? Um, I know you do a lot of it with Settle Community, but you also do a lot of that with travellers. Is that right? Yeah, I don't. I don't want TV show specifically with a, a, a young traveller fellow who wanted to become a comedian. So that was uh, that, that was, was really interesting. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Go on. What were you saying? I was going to say was um, how did you actually find uh, travellers in the line of um, education, intelligence, or say their understandings to these uh, to these projects. I'd say they'd have more wisdom than education. Right. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they wouldn't. Education wouldn't, be, wouldn't have been a great... It wouldn't have been a very big thing in the travelling community anyway. But the, but the, we would but have learned the, to read and write all right. That's yeah. our stuff. But there's, wi- there's wisdom. Uh, I'd say that there's a shyness or a lack of confidence and there's a bit of defensiveness. So when I, when I say there's a bit of defensiveness, I mentioned that a second ago, especially if I meet traveller men, they're kind of on the back foot jabbing. Uh, they're kind of defending something with it. You know what I mean? Straight away. Yeah, Dean, I don't mind having a, a chat with you, as I said about this. I don't want you repeating the one word all the time, right? You, you sound like fight there with the, with the, with the back foot and jab. There's kind of, uh, how, how am I going to say how am Are I you saying uh, that they actually open up when they're talking to you? They'd open up and talking to you, but the very first time would be chest out and they'd be 
fists up. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. The very right. first time we met, Martin. Yeah. It's one you it's had your fist up. I said, I didn't calm down. I said, no need for this. Do you want to, do you want to talk about it for a minute? Was the, very... the first time I met you, I said to you, what, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> we, were doing, we, were, we were planning the protest. Is that right? We were planning the protest. Let's talk about the protest actually now. And you came along. No, we won't because it's going to take too long. It's a big gap. Well, let's, let's give it five minutes. When the first time I ever met you, right, I asked you, I said, uh, obviously I didn't meet you before, so I didn't know what the crack was, yeah? <laughs> and I said, what's this big head? Well, whatever, right? You were saying this to yourself. I'm only joking, yeah, I was saying to myself. <laughs> no, I tell you what it was. I asked you, I said, what's, what's in this for you? Is that right? Because the reason I asked you what's in this for you is, right? Because um, we were having a protest. We were doing this. Travellers ourselves, basically. We didn't have no backings behind us. We decided, look, we're going to do this. It was to do with that big depot. We'll talk about the depot next week again. Is that okay, fair enough? fair enough, fair enough. Because it's a long story also. So we were going to give it a go ourselves. But we done it because we had no choice to do it. Yeah. Because no one was listening to us. So along comes Dean. And automatically I thought, well, look, at, I haven't seen you around here before. You're telling me you're you're uh, you're a big part of the community. Mm. Now I did in the end. You told me then afterwards that you are working with traveller lads. Mm. It's just in my time I never seen you. I was uh, an angry person at the time. Being honest about it, I was because the way pe- things were being people and things are being treated where we live, and all down to Dublin City Council again. A lot of ignorance. So that was the reason I said to you, uh, "What's in it for you? Why mm. would you come here?" I was actually surprised, to be honest about it. You know that now anyway. I was um, saying, why would you come here wanting to stand up for a traveller, or travellers? Or with a traveller. With travellers, with travellers, not just me. And having, say, and nothing being in it for you. So that's why I asked that question. What's in it for you? What did I say was in it for me? You said there's nothing in it for me. I have loads of money. I have a house in Malahide. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said what's in it. What's in it for community, me you said. is community. You and said what's in it. I remember you saying and, what's and, in it for me love. Is, is community. So that was the thing that probably struck me was when you said it's community. Yeah. So you were saying like, uh, but it was it was still a bit awkward because you were saying, look, at, we are the community, basically ourselves as travellers, and you as a countryman coming onto the site. Of course, I think I did have the right. I think it was in my rights at the time to ask the question. I might have been a bit ignorant. But at the same time, that's how I felt. So what I done was, what? You, you, uh, you backed us up. You backed us up on it, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the, the protest. You explained, of course, why you were there and that you wanted to be there. And yeah, you done, uh, you done, in the end, you done great work because a lot of good things have come out of it now on the fact that we've done that protest. But we needed guidance. We did need the guidance. But there was no one to turn to for that. In the line of uh, us setting up a protest, it was very, very easy to get into trouble doing that. Especially with the Gardaí, you know what I mean? So, the fact that you done this previously, I didn't know about it, but you told me when we got to know each other, you told me that you were, say, you done a protest down somewhere in Apollo House, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that was a big, big, big thing, all right? So the whole country knew about that, but I just didn't know that you were the... <laughs> you were the instigator. I was the chancer. <laughs> you were the man that was doing it. So that was interesting also. So yeah, then you told us how to go about... Exactly how to go about the protest. So we're going to talk And more. thank God no one got arrested. <laughs> well, that's part of the strategy. We're yeah. going to talk more about that maybe next week. Uh, yeah, what, please, what, God. what brought us onto this conversation was mm. putting your fists up 
because what happened you you said to me what are you here for uh, what 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 are you going to get out of this and I said I'm just here for community yeah that was good yeah. and I took my money out of my pocket and my phone in my pocket and put it on the ground and when he looked it was gone and put my fist up and said site, didn't you? <laughs> do you want to do you want to have a knock do you want to have a knock we'll knock yeah. you here on this site whoa go on Dean <laughs> in front of your friends and family well, yeah but that wasn't happening Dean I tell you one thing I, I don't think you've seen an angry man that day did you then because <laughs> <laughs> I'm passionate about what I do yeah um, and I think if you can see it was actually very interesting being honest about it yeah if you can see past uh, your initial perception of me and then I get to know Dean's, Dean and now I get to say sick I'm sick of looking at Dean <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah look at we all have a story to tell haven't we yeah and it was yeah it was interesting and a lot of progress has been made since that being honest about it yes but also, I think um, what might have opened up the council's eyes on a certain part of it also was that the fact that we actually had a settled man who's big in the community, who has um, integrated with a lot of travellers throughout Ireland, who uh, is into all this stuff where you're filming and, say, recording, um, interviewing, all that stuff. I think that, uh, that played a big part also on it. It meant that we had your backings at that stage. And I guess, I'm I'm guessing that that's what did open up a lot of the eyes in the councils also. In yeah. Dublin City Council, yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a different... There was a lot of ignorance. We had a different strategy and yeah. we had evidence as well. Mm -hmm. And we also had... We'll talk, we, we had we, Rona, we had Rona also at the time. But she was... We she, had Unite Union on board as well, yeah, who Rona. Does the, who does the, the, the protesting, which is, is a big hand in the protesting because... It's what they do, is that right? Yeah, and and also, uh, I think it, it, it's all like it, it's simply it was part of um, it was part of fighting for people's rights, also. Yeah, and you took a step forward because you joined the union. Well, that was good too, also. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I don't know how many other traveling people in the history of this state yeah have ever joined the union. No, you know. But um, as I said, it's all forward from there, isn't it? Yeah, and there has been a lot of progress, and there is still progress getting made even up to today. Which is good, uh, but it took a lot of force. It it did take a bit of uh, a bit of fighting. It took a lot of um, getting meetings together, make, or like say asking, actually asking for meetings. But um, that's only a brief uh, rundown on that. There, well, I think we we'll have get, a proper chat about that. We we'll get deeper into it next week because we'll it, it, it is fascinating as a we'll as get a, from the start as an example of what we can do together in this country if we. Um, if when we get past our anger and our emotions and we start to use community, unions, intelligence yeah. and different strategies to achieve our objectives, yes, um, anything is possible. My dad was telling me about the church he goes to uh, in Benidorm and they, they have gospel there. And it's one of the Beautiful. things. I love it. Do they have that here? I love it. Not enough of it. I'll tell you who has gospel song here. Yeah. Say the, the, what would you call it? It's not, not, it's not the different religions. It's the different people, say, from... Just say... i tell you who's good now. The Nigerian people are good. Absolutely. You would love listening to them singing in the churches. Now, I used to go to a church in town, and there was a group there. It was a Catholic, a Catholic church, Catholic yeah. mass. But there was a group there, and actually, you know what they used to sing like? They used to sing gospel songs, right? Mm-hmm. But the war, again, they had that country sound to them. And I mean, absolutely, just a love, love, love listening to them. They could sing, I'd say, through the, 
through the mass and let's say afterwards they could sing um, probably five songs through all of that but what they used to do then after the mass they go into a, there was like a side room in the church it was a big fairly big room like a whole like say it would hold let's say 40 people comfortably if you know what I'm saying yeah. right but um, again they set up all the equipment for the singing and the guitars and all the instruments and they sing uh, they sing the gospel songs but they could sing like within the length of time they could sing probably 10 to 12 songs it was the makings of an album the best way wow yeah yeah but it was absolutely do your heart all the good in the world <laughs> oh I'm telling you I used to love it do your heart all the good in the world just listening to them oh, it was totally it. different completely different I'd love to I'd love to, uh, I'd but, love to but do the fact, it with you go along with then, you then yeah but then what you had was you had the words of God in these songs yeah built into it so you hadn't uh, you had a you had a country how would you call it a country sound yeah and you had gospel, the words of the gospel. Yeah, yeah. In, in within that, then the music, of course, it's, it's what all makes a song. And I'm putting these three things together makes a song. But it's also it's there but and it's it live. Just, it's live as well. So let's say, for instance, right, I like the words of the gospel, right? Now, then I have it in music, so I'm getting uh, I'm getting even that much more out of it. But I don't know. Does everybody like this? But well, I think me, people do. Like I enjoy it. Bob, well, everybody we, likes we, music. We talked about Bob Marley uh, uh, last week, and, and uh, I'm going to mention it today. Bob Marley, the messages, the messages in the music. Yeah, that's exactly. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he, and it's love, and it's unity, yeah, he, and it's he, it's um, liberation. He tells some good stories in his songs, doesn't he? Unbelievable. And uh, majority of it's all it's all true. To be honest, because where he came from was all this is what was happening. Yeah, there was poverty, there was trouble. There was all, everything that could be wrong, there was there. There was where, drugs, there was racism. Yeah. Uh, there was oppression. There was slavery. There was manipulation. Yeah, so he, he, he put all that into songs. Do you, know, do you know he played here? Uh, in Dublin, yeah, in that's Dublin, right. Yeah. In, in Daly Mount Park. That's right. I think it was 1979. Yeah. I actually watched uh, a documentary there about, about nine, ten months ago. Very, very interesting. So Bob Marley says... Heaven is on earth. That's, That's right. One of the messages I got from it. Yeah. Heaven is on earth. Yeah. That this some of his songs. Well, the story with some of his songs is that he sings them fast. Yeah. So you have to listen carefully over and over again because if you don't, you'll miss out a lot of good words. Yeah. And a lot of good, uh, let's say, a good things, good explanations in 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 his songs, and you can miss out a lot of that. If you're not listening carefully to them. Yeah. You can hear it. We but listen to, that we doesn't listen mean to, you listen. We listen to the playing songs, all right. Yeah. And it's very easy to to enjoy the the music side of it, the, the instrumental side of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you listen to the words, there's a lot to be told. A lot, uh, there's actually a lot to be learned from it. Because look, like everybody else, they had a culture also. Do you know what I mean? So they're expressing their story and he expressed it through, through songs, which is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. There's a fascinating relationship between Irish people and uh, Caribbeans, Jamaicans, people from Montserrat and so on. Yes. That we might explore in another episode down the line because there's people in Montserrat, um, in places in Montserrat called Kerry and all this, old black men that have Kerry accents. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, you know that um, Lithuanians, you know that they've picked up the the Irish, or genuinely original Irish language, not Irish in Irish, English words, if you know what I'm saying. Right. 
but you, you would literally think that they were Irish people. Oh, so they got uh, in, uh, in, they're speaking the English language in an Irish accent. Yeah, the, like the a, accent. Yeah, like the a Dublin accent, yeah. accent or whatever. Yeah, they, they, they picked up the, no, but they've picked up the, I know a few lads that are actually mechanics, yeah, and they're from uh, Croatia. And they've picked up the Dublin accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah. You probably came across yeah, one of the yeah, I've heard a few of them, yeah. But I know uh, one or two, uh, I don't know them actually, the Lithuanians, yeah. And I actually bought a car off them, yeah. But while I was on the phone, not only, now this is, you probably laugh at this, not only did I think that they were Irish. You thought they were settled people? No, 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 worse again. Oh. It's not worse again, it's you better thought, again. <laughs> you thought they were travelling men? I thought they were travelling men on the phone, <laughs> and that's facts, there's no doubt about that. You might ask me, how do you manage that one? <laughs> am, I, am I stupid or something or what? But anyway. What's a traveller sound like? How did I know? When I got down there to buy the car of them, yeah? Got talking to them anyway. Next, they started speaking their language, as I call it, their language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lithuanian language. I said, what the heck? I said, how did you learn that language? What language? Say the language you're speaking. I'm Lithuanian. And they were actually, genuine facts, they were, I thought they were travellers on the phone. Beautiful. Without a doubt. Now, that sounds a bit silly, I know <laughs> no, that. No, that's deadly. But that was my experience, and I can't help that. <laughs> but the thing about it is, we don't want to piss people off talking too much about travellers, okay? That's twice you're at the course in we, this podcast. Sorry. There's only, uh, I didn't mean to, uh, I didn't think it was a curse. What next to you, a curse? <laughs> um... Excuse the language. Let's not give them too much. Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is, they probably don't want to talk too much about travellers. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the countryman for a change for a while. Absolutely. <laughs> Next week, we talk about the countryman. So uh, so that's all. We'll mix it. We'll mix it. So um, that's it for now, is it? That's for, that's that's the one now. Well, I'm out of here. I'm going to walk up before I get kicked out. <laughs> oh, what's the song again? Um, nothing ever comes easy. Dean, please don't do a stick to the day job. I tell you, if I was as good looking as I, as I could sing, <laughs> we'd all be millionaires. You're going to destroy that song and people will never want to listen to it again. Take a handy, lads. Well, best luck, lads. Take care. Bye, bye, bye. The old traveller and the countryman. Yeah, the traveller and the countryman. Let us know what you think. Come back to us. Give us a bit of feedback. Yes. And we'll see you soon. We'll see you on the road.